I'm here to troll. So, getting ready for another day. Gotta get up at 5 in the morning. And, um, just in a lot of deep thought and kind of still marinating and kind of just flushing out certain things and kind of compartmentalizing and, and, and y'all, part of what, you're, you're going to get a peek into my, into my brain, right? So in the last podcast, I was talking about how I was engaging with the content that had been put out, like how homo sapien women can be richer and happier. Ended up, it was talking about relationships and um, the way that, that they view single women is that we're going to be in a recluse in the log cabin. I already hashed out what I had to say there. But towards that tail end, um, they said, you know, the rest of us are contributing to society. But if you choose not to have children, you're not contributing to society. If I heard her correctly. And I was like, well, then, fuck, I guess I'm just not going to contribute to society, right? Um, type of a thing. And I still challenge that idea because I think I've made my contributions in my work career, um, with my family, you know, I still have a role to play in terms of taking care of my parents as they age. Um, I have three younger siblings, but pretty much that's gonna lay on my shoulders. Um, I have my niece, who I love dearly. I still have to build a legacy for my seven other godkids. And I do, you know, for as much as I come in and talk here, as I go about my life, I feel like I try to, in a way, be a ray of sunshine, like a black light <laughs> um, with with people that I meet. And, you know, it, it's, I think that my ability to understand that I don't have to be attached to someone's hip perpetually like I understand that I can come in and those five minutes that we spend talking um that hour that we spend talking you know the engagement that we have can it it, you know it's just kind of being the salt of the earth so I was laying here and I I understand that it is different for men and women um but I'm I'm, I told y'all I'm a little bit of a troll so I had said, um, I was like, I thought it was weird that she would say that women don't contribute if they don't have children, but men don't contribute either. But with that being said, hear me out. So right as I'm about to fall asleep here, I'm watching a movie. Um, I probably won't go to sleep for another hour. I was like, but wait a minute, Jesus didn't have children. So does that mean he wasn't a contributor? But I get it. He was a male. So maybe he's not held to that same standard. You know who else didn't have children? Mother Teresa. Mother fucking Teresa. (laughs) So, you know, F whatever she did and all the good stuff that she did on earth. She did not contribute to society, y'all. According to these standards, Mother Teresa, you know, who, by the way, her, um, her, uh, I'm not going to say contribution. Her um, way of um, spreading love and light and using her femininity was feeding orphaned children. Um, you know, and everything that came in, you know, she used that to 
pour back into to kids that didn't have families, you know, that didn't have parents that couldn't provide for them. And I don't know to what degree we'll ever be able to find out how much, like, just her nurturing soul, you know, um, helped to alleviate the pain that they were going through and, and that type of thing. You know, I'd like to think that um, one of the oracles that we did, we talked about how it's important for each one of us to try to at least... You know, um, the first oracle I did this month, which was from the African Rising Goddess, and it, the card that we pulled was Queen Mother Nanny. And it talks about how this woman, once um, she liberated herself from being enslaved, she went on to free 800 other people. And I would dare to say that Mother Teresa did that also in her life. But I mean, it. I think that it's so interesting when we start to understand, like, this is why when you have conversations with people, you kind of have to ask them what their perception is. Because a lot of the times, even when people have perceptions of, like, you being single, I I, I think we really need to shake this loose because it's this whole idea of, like, you're going to die alone. It's this whole idea that you're miserable. It's this whole idea that you're a failure in life, that you cannot contribute to life and um you know that we're just kind of hermits you know without human touch human engagement human interaction um and I'm probably gonna be here one of the few to be like nah if I need to turn the volume up a little bit more and kind of just celebrate the city life because here's the thing and I kind of um talked about this a little bit in the last podcast where it's kind of like the difference between me at my life stage and everyone else is I just don't have children to to say that I didn't you know because I I've been in relationships um I'm not really the type that likes to go in and out of relationships so they're far and few between a part of it has to do with how I was brought up and my views on relationships definitely shaped how willing I was to try to keep going from relationship to relationship. Um, but yeah, I mean, who is to tell? I, I, you know, had a pregnancy scare in the last relationship. Who is to tell? I probably could have been like, you know what? At least I contributed to society. I have what my, my son or daughter would have been what? So four years old, you know? And so what I'm, saying too is that at some point you're going to meet me on this side of things. I think that even if you um, did get a marriage and, you know, cookie for you and we pat you on the back and, you know, um, at some point if you become widowed or you get divorced, you're going to meet me on this side of, of life where we're still figuring out, okay, after we've done everything else, like what what do you do with life, right? Um, let's say you did have the four or five kids and they grow up and go on to have their own families. Now that you've done all of that and you meet me on this side of life in this life stage, I'm here, you know, and I'm here to show you like, that's awesome. You, you know, made sandwiches for your husband and you contributed to society and you had your kids but 
let me tell you, on this live stage, there's still you still have a full life ahead of you. You still have your vibrancy. You still have so many things to explore. And let's explore your worth and your value outside of now just being someone's mom or being someone's wife. Who are you? What are your likes? What are your goals? What are your dreams? If you never got that degree, go back and get that degree. If you never got to explore like the sciences and arts, take those classes, you know, and and take the painting stuff. Travel, of course, you can do that throughout the different stages of life, right? Um, and yeah, you know, definitely sometimes I think that, um, uh, sometimes it, it, you will have forsaken your, your family, your friends to just focus on those relationships. I will be here, you know, I will be here on that side when you want that friend on the, when you're older in life, you know, I think about, I've talked about this, like with the golden girls, I, I, I wondered like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I, so many stories came to mind from the episodes and yeah, they had their, their lifehood childhood friends that they went to school with and ex-husbands and their boyfriends and their children and grandchildren. But for how, um, beautiful those moments were, these were four strangers. Like I said, that Blanche just wanted to rent, you know, she was looking for roommates and complete strangers and it's like it still shows that you know our lives at some point are going to intersect and when you're ready to meet me in your golden girl stage I'm still (laughs) these women were retired you know what I'm saying like I still have a good 20 years before I'm even in those stages but 20 to 25 years but I feel like you know when you're ready to meet me at that intersection let's just still continue to be vibrant let's just continue to be youthful you know and um, I am empathetic, like I said, to um, women in their life stages. I think I, I, I've demonstrated this, but I um, maybe at the cost of not recognizing myself. So I've been empathetic to that young girl that wants to get married and have kids. And I think I, I, I'm as I'm getting ready to transition and I already feel it going into next year, you know. Um, a shift into what the conversations are going to be and that type of thing. But I've left everything that I've had to, to say in terms of, you know, yeah, I understand the impulse to want to get married and to have children. I wish you the best. These are the parameters, you know, the best risk management. But don't, don't, um, I think that if you hold on to that as if it's everything and if it fails, not that I'm wishing that on anybody, because I think, you know, um, one of the conversations she was having was about like depression. Um, this is the first time like, um, that it has happened in my whole, whole entire family, like among cousins and everything like that and aunts and uncles and, um, it just hit me really bad. It was a unique experience when we talk about how we're here to experience, um, to have the human experience. It was a very unique experience. I think that it definitely makes me more empathetic to people who are going through stuff. I know for a fact, like some of the spaces I was in last year, um, I was able to connect with people way deeper and I because I recognize the wounds 
And again, I'm, I'm, am I going to be their therapist or be there for the rest of their life or they're always calling me? No, but for that little moment in time, I'm just there to just whisper that little word of encouragement, that little word to keep pushing on, that little word to keep practicing self-care. You're on the right path. Keep Continue to practice self-love. You've, you're on the right track. And it, 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 you know, I am a sentimental being. Um, <laughs> for the most part, you know, I'm between water and fixed. So I do get sentimental. Um, but I still, and because of I am visual, I still do remember. Like, I, 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 I pay attention to how people feel when they come to me and when they leave from me. And sometimes you can see the, um, the, the weight just comes off their shoulder. You know, I, I, I'm just thinking flashback, like just over the years, like talking to people and they have so many concerns and burdens on their shoulders. Um, and even from like that freshman, that first, I, I, so many memories, like, um, uh, one lady I was talking to, she was there with her daughter and so stressed out. And I happened to sit next to her and just talking her through the moments and kind of like walking her off the edge of like just feeling so stressed and finally being able to see her just take deep breaths and to just be calm and to go about her day and be in the moment. And and it's like weird because they will leave and they'll be like, thank you. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, like, I know that that they're, you know aware conscious but it still kind of makes me kind of giggle a little bit like that they were able to recognize that energy like another I'll never forget this young student that he came in and just full of so many nerves and I knew that I was gonna be leaving and um it was just like that one more freshman that I can help and he came in and he was just so you know, overwhelmed with everything. And I used to work with freshmen before I moved into another department. Um, it was one of the first departments that dealt with freshmen in in the United States, like in a special way. We were like a cohort thing. And so, but I had, I was no longer in that department, but I still had that um, uh, kind of like directed uh, mission with and so he comes in and I'm recognizing all of the anxiety that he had and took me back to when I was my freshman year and it was right before lunch and it was just like okay calm down you're gonna be okay this is gonna be like the most amazing experience of your life you're starting off in the right location and he actually sat down and I talked him through and I said listen this is what you're gonna need to be successful in this, I was like, and I talked him through, like, engage with your teachers, you know, and, you know, make those networking type of things, and um, you're on the right track, never give up, I'm always going to be rooting for you, if you need anything, come and get me, and again, you just see that relief in the shoulders type of a thing, and it's like, (laughs) when he got up to leave, it's like, thank you, and it's like, yeah, 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 you're most welcome, you know, and so, I mean, I think that I'm learning, like, this is, like, even the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to understand, like, 
sometimes we want to have conversations, but you have to understand how people perceive things. So if they come at you, you have to ask them, well, what is your definition of a single woman? Like paint a picture. And so when they paint it, you can kind of understand, well, like, I'm not that person that, you know, um, a lot of times like the language they will say too is that we're jaded or that somebody hurt us. I think everybody has gotten hurt. I think that um, people choose to deal with it differently. Um, have I gotten hurt in the past? Yeah. Um, you know, um, that being said, um, you never really hear me talk about my t- first two relationships. And it's not that it, it's it's because I think that those were what I define as healthy relationships in terms of like, you go in there, you explore what it means to be in a relationship together. And you kind of figure out like, this isn't going to work. And it's a healthy going about of our ways. And but the the pain that came for me was just dealing with what it meant to be cheated on. Right. And you'll have people say, like, I attracted those experiences or I, um, I, I did something to provoke that, you know, back to back. Um, and that is quite possible. But, um, um, I know that the answer is not for me to march my little high yellow behind back out there and, try to get into another relationship, you know, um, and so, you know, um, I think that, you know, the same way, like how you see people handle risks and, like trading or even insurance, you you have people that are highly risk averse and people that are more risk takers. And um, I try to respect that. I don't think you've ever heard me like bash people who want to get back into a relationship. I'm just saying, take these things into consideration and play to win. Look for the red flags and play to win, you know, um, I am also fully aware that um, I've talked about this before. Like one of my friends, um, she she's Libra. She's very air and like very unbothered. So she doesn't, and I'm not saying that she's out here. Like she's been in long relationships and stuff like that. But I understand that there are people that are able to just kind of move through the energy quicker, you know. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I I don't know to what degree, you know, I don't know. This is, this is the thing. Like I, I joke a lot about how, um, at night I feel like that's when I start to connect with divine source and tap in for the day and give my energetic report about what I've seen here on earth and, you know, what, how are we treating each other and, um, am I growing the way that I need to? Am I on my life path? And, and I don't know. I, I, I think as I fall asleep tonight, it's going to be like one of those things like, oh my gosh, am I going to get to those pearly gates? And divine source is going to be like B. So yeah. Um, first of all, what is this talk about you wanting to be a white male? 
Um, I'm a black female. I created you in my image. You wanted to come here in my image. And now you're talking about wanting to be a white male. What the fuck? And I'm just going to be like, I don't know, people down there were talking about it. And she's probably going to like pimp slap me, you know, like with the backhand and be like, bitch. I did not send you down there to be a little bitch and go by what other people are saying. Okay, that's not what I sent you there for, bitch. <laughs> so then um, she's like, she's going to be like, but yeah, you know, I think that person you're listening to is onto something like you need to contribute to society. So tomorrow I need you to march your ass out there. Go get impregnated by the first man that you find. Make it work. Stop whining, complaining, make him a sandwich and contribute, contribute to society, bitch. God damn it. <laughs> You're already behind. Your your biological clock is ticking and you need to have a baby. You're already behind this, like tapping on her watch and it's like, okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Let me go look for someone to have a child with. So, like, you know. And, and that's the thing. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, I think that when I talk about the perception thing, it's like understanding how people perceive single women under, in the sense of, like, we're miserable, we're lonely, um, uh, we don't have... Um, human interaction and we're not contributing to society and you know especially if we're not having children so I guess Mother Teresa um, is a warning to the rest of us the rest of us childless bitches out here that are not contributing to society like girl what are you doing with your life fucking go procreate yo all right, and you know what? I, I'm i going to close out with this. I've been talking about how I don't think I'm going to make it in the age of Aquarius where people are becoming more, like, um, masculine. But you know what? I feel like I tried it on for size just now, and I think I might like it. Okay? I think I might, I think I might be able to, like, you know, get a little nasty and get a little mean and savage and shit. <laughs> You know, um, and kind of hold my own. Um, I'm probably going to have to take some like jujitsu classes and so that I can really back it up and what I'm, <laughs> you know, not just have fighting words, but be able to actually fight. But um, I'm going to have to learn how to molly wop. Like wop, 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 wop. You know, uh, so I do have a jar of Vaseline. I use it for lip gloss, but um, I'm going to have to learn how to like smear it under my eyes and like take my proverbial ear earrings out and like put my hair up in a ponytail and just get ready to like knuckle up with you bitches. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that would be really funny though if I like, really do like meet somebody tomorrow and be like, yeah, let's just have a child together. Like... Maybe if I can help you contribute to society too, like Jesus didn't contribute to society. But if, if you can impregnate me and that's your contribution to society and you are, you're old and you don't have children, but you want to give me your old defunct, slow swimming sperm, 
you know, let's contribute to society together in our old age because God forbid we go to this, you know, check into those pearly gates and, you know, divine goddess is like, where is your son or daughter? And we're going to be like, what? Excuse me? And she's like, yeah, no, we don't have any children. And you're just going to hear like the floor come out from under you and you just go straight to the pits of hell. And I'd be like, Kevin Samuels, I've been meaning to talk to you. How's it been in hell here for the past, you know, couple of years? And who else did I say was going to go to hell down there? Um, Mr. Let Go. It's just going to be me, Mr. Let Go, and Kevin Samuels, y'all. And and the dude that didn't want to procreate with me and contribute to society. We are just going to be down there like, well, I'll be damned. We're going to be down here for, for 1,000 years. All because we didn't want to, like, have children. Damn. And and watch it be like, oh, you know who else is going to be down there in hell with me? Mother Teresa. Mother fucking Teresa. She's going to be like, sis, I try to tell you, like, wasn't she from freaking Kolkata, like the same place as um Sophia from the Golden Girls? She's going to be like, girl, we try to tell you, like, I even reincarnated and came back and try to tell you, like, we try to tell you through YouTube and through technology, like, you need to contribute, like... Who gives a damn that you've helped, like, thousands of kids through an orphanage? Like, I heard you. You really tried it, bitch. Like, you really tried to convince these people that helping orphans was a contribution to society. And I tried it, and it didn't work for me. You couldn't learn from me. But you still, like, like I try to help you. But, you know. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let me Let me get off of here. Let me finish watching this movie, which is a really good movie, by the way. I will talk to y'all trollettes later. Bye. Actually, so the petty part of me, actually, if you're following along, right, and I went to hell, it would just be me and Mother Teresa because Andrew Tate has, from what I understand, kids and or a daughter, I think up to three kids. And Kevin Samuels also did contribute so because he had a daughter. So it's just going to be me and Mother Teresa just down there going through counseling Trying to figure out what to do in the next, <laughs> I'm going to be so petty, in the next 40,000 years when we reincarnate, when one of y'all decide to have a baby in the future, then we will come back through that, that child and, and try again and we will get married and contribute so that we can go to heaven. <laughs> oh my gosh, why am I like this? This is crazy.